Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Over Manga Cast. That time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga. Our heated adventures over analyzing manga we find interesting. It's your host, Jay, here, and we're back again with another revisit. Kimetsu no Yaiba Demon Slayer. This week we are covering the Hashira training arc, chapters 128 to 136. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Overmanga Cast. My name is Sam, and as always, here at the top of the show, we talk about what our familiarity with the franchise that we read this week is. Uh, I continue to be further ahead in the manga on Demon Slayer than I am on the anime, although uh, I did feel compelled to go and watch some of the Entertainment District Dark. Uh, as expected from a ufotable anime, it, it was very pretty, but uh, I'd already read it, so yeah, such is life. Uh, Wait, Matt, is it I, not UFO table? I've heard both. Oh. I find ufotable more fun to say. That's fair. Anyway, Matt, how about you? Uh, I read the last thing when we read it. I've, right. I've not been back to it since. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Jay, how about you? So I believe I'd already been farther in the anime because I've always complained about the art on the podcast. Um, so I prefer to watch it. So I was already further along in the anime than I was when we were reading. Um, I've occasionally consumed the meme here and there. But aside from that, nah. And Jacob. Like usual, I haven't had the chance to catch up with it. I've been reading and watching other things, though. The thing I'd been uh, watching recently, I just finished watching through. So maybe I'll take this as an opportunity to finally watch the anime that, you know, blew up the Internet when it first came out. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, we start off this arc. Uh, it seems how we start off so many with Tanjiro waking up after getting his ass absolutely handed to him during the previous fight. Seriously, I, I wonder how this boy maintains a growing power level considering the numerous day-long comas he's in. That can't... The muscle atrophy must go crazy. Obviously, he is like the phoenix himself because you must tear him down <laughs> to his lowest for him to once again rise stronger than ever. Yes, shonen logic. We all love our Zenkai boosts. Anyway, <laughs> there there is something to be said about how uh, Demon Slayer for its uh, first couple of arcs was not like this. <laughs> he is our special mm -hmm. boy, yeah. and he is super duper special, and we're going to keep reiterating it. Yeah, that'll come up uh, quite a bit in this uh, arc as Tanjiro it, having his... Congratulations on waking up from the coma breakfast is being uh, exposited at by one of the medical corps members. One of the big developments being that Nezuko now it is uh, immune to sunlight, able to walk around in the daytime without burning to dust. And uh, for some reason, demon attacks have just stopped since then. There's been no signs of violence, no uh, attacks in the night. It's made pretty clear that because Muzan now knows that there is a demon who has conquered the sun, technically or otherwise, they don't really know what the heck's up. With, nobody knows what the heck's up with Nezuko yet. Basically, the head of the demon core was there for Muzan's last, like, exposition to his generals, because that's when he says, yeah, I don't really need demons anymore, because if she's got that sunlight power, then I've got exactly what I've always wanted. So, mm hmm. 
Yeah, so uh, the the Demon Slayer core is pretty aware that, okay, Muzan obviously knows what happened to Nezuko, uh, like not specifically, but uh, the fact that she's able to uh, be in the sun. So he's pulling back his forces to prepare to acquire her. Yep, building his power. We, we've also got a fun bit with Nezuko. Uh, her, her speech is quite limited, but she can she can talk a little bit. And uh, <laughs> poor Sinitsu, as is his lot in life. He is extremely excited that Nezuko was able to speak again and uh, blathers at her saying how wonderful it is to see her in the sunlight. And even when you were so radiant in the moonlight, you're even more beautiful now. And uh, let's get married and. Nezuko is still working on uh, re-unlocking all of her speech. <laughs> so she calls him an Osuke. Welcome back, in Osuke. Uh, uh, and also because it's Demon Slayer and Nezuko is now allowed to talk, she won't be appearing in this arc. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I I'm, forgot about that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little, I'm pretty disappointed in that. I was really hoping that now that Nezuko can be in the sunlight and therefore a part of every other scene she would i don't know be around yeah she's she, around less she doesn't need to train i guess is the reason why but but she could still like be there to like she'd just, she'd just be a distraction zanitsu would get nothing done i know you're right but that could at least be funny yeah, no, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. To a large extent, uh, this arc has the uh, one of the big problems I've had with Demon Slayer since, I mean, basically day one with it. It is so scared of being million years of filler, perpetual shonens that it just refuses to breathe. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll we'll get into that. <laughs> Funnily enough, one of the things that I noted going back and you know watching some of the Entertainment District arc is. The anime is much more willing to have like quiet moments where nobody talks and characters can just kind of be around each other. I, 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 you can count on two hands the number of panels without a speech bubble in them in, in our reading. Or, or some kind of like narration box. Or yeah, someone in the background screaming. Mm -hmm. So, so much screaming. I pray for the voice, for the vocal cords of the VAs in the upcoming anime arc. <laughs> But uh, while all this is happening with the uh, low-ranking newbies, the uh, Hashira have gathered uh, to some bad news. Uh, the master of the Demon Slayer Corps, his mysterious unnamed illness has progressed to be even worse. Now unable to get out of bed and come meet with the Hashira, he has sent a uh, proxy in his stead. And then they kind of just exposition dump in here. <laughs> Mm -hmm. where last time they had the marks appear on Tanjiro and the two Hashira during the swords. Like, they do a whole thing about, like, this information was lost to us for generations, but we also have this information that tells us that when one of the marks appear, it will appear on several others who are related to the person mm -hmm. that it appeared upon. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, the idea seems to be that that weird mark that appeared on Tanjiro... Well, I mean, it's the scar that he's always had, but uh, when it grew into that sort of ink stain fire pattern during the battle, the final battle in the entertainment district and then appeared again in the swordsmith village, that's like some sort of mark of a super demon slayer. And that power kind of virally spreads through other nearby swordsmen. 
And that's how the mist and love Hashiras got it, or at least part of why they manifested it during that fight. Yeah, the last time anyone did it was one of the first times that Muzan got confronted and almost died, which is part of the reason why he's so cautious. They give a token explanation about uh, why they still know about it, despite it being lost knowledge. It's fine. It's it's a utilitarian uh, exposition dump that is effective, but inelegant. <laughs> I mm. think it's the best way of putting it. I. I'd like it better if it didn't end with them going, you're all going to need to train hard to get the mark. For those who already have the mark, it's too late. For the rest of you, I have something to tell you. Cut to next scene. I'm like, okay, are we going to come back to that? Nope, this is just setting up mysteries. Man, I sure Mm -hmm. hope they don't do this repeatedly in this arc. (laughs) (laughs) Also... I can't help but feel that, like, when uh, the Love and Mistashira are explaining the Mark's manifestation, it's it's a little, uh, you'll feel a tingling in your mid-back. Oh my god. <laughs> For Super Do Saiyan. not invoke that! <laughs> You're right, but don't invoke it. <laughs> but, uh... There, there is a fun character moment of uh, the Love Hashira uh, having a similar personality to Tanjiro and... and basically giving the same description i thought that was funny yeah it was like a whoosh and a boom and all my bones went snap crackle pop (laughs) i am so sorry i will crawl into a hole and die now (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile marichiro is like uh, my body temperature reached 39 celsius which i know this for stupid reasons Mm -hmm. which like uh in Fahrenheit's a 101, so pretty intense fever. The thing that concern like uh, 101 fever, very concerning. The thing that concerns me more, 200 BPM. Like his his heart is throwing a rave. <laughs> his his heart's moving at a pace that should shatter his ribs. Yeah, I I, I feel like you would definitely remember this. But uh, apparently, that is just the raw survival determination of a master swordsman facing the overwhelming might of a demon or something it's um in all honesty it's a natural evolution of the of the way that uh demon slayer like set up its its characters and power dynamic i just wish it wasn't so quick to get here mm-hmm I'm sorry, it doesn't feel as earned like this is some very standard shonen nonsense and i like that so i'm not I don't dislike where it's going, but the thing that made Demon Slayer different was that it felt different, like the threat felt different, and that's completely gone from the series at this point. Now it's yeah. just a standard shonen, which I'm okay with, but yeah, I could understand why someone might not be as keen on it. It turned from humans needing very particular techniques to make up for their inherent disadvantage humanity (laughs) to make up for their inherent disadvantage against these super powered monsters dude now we're just clashing power levels so it takes away some of the identity from the early series also this entire arc feels like someone hit the fast forward button because they're like come on we got to get to the end Mm -hmm. it's really what this arc feels like (laughs) because also just spoiler alert they're going to skip about half a month to Three weeks worth of time. Yeah, like I, I understand the desire not to be the perpetual shonen where, you know, filler goes on ad nauseum because in a, in a past era of anime and manga get abused to all hell. But like, there's a happy middle ground, guys. It it takes away what should feel earned. Like, like it this should feel more earned than it does, and it just doesn't. 
it, it, it feels like a Zenkai boost in the worst way. Mm-hmm. But uh, in order to uh, maximize making these marked warriors appear, the and since, you know, uh, a drastic reduction in demon attacks, the Hashira suddenly have a ton of free time. So training for literally everybody with the Hashira. I love how this is set up because it's like normally the Hashira don't train their disciples because that would make sense. Instead, <laughs> they're doing a bunch of work they shouldn't be doing, like scouting and paperwork. Like, seems like your organization's flawed mm-hmm. if you're not constantly making strong soldiers. Well, yeah. as established, if they had just given everybody guns, this problem would have been solved <laughs> oh, like, years oh, ago. Like, don't get me on this. <laughs> the Nietzscheans, the Nietzschean slugs. <laughs> this is like literally last chapter, like last discussion. I was talking about like, man, it seems like they've got a recruitment problem. And this chapter is literally, we have a recruitment problem. Our recruits are too weak. Just oh. give them guns. Like, <laughs> who could have foreseen this? Nah, sword, swordsmanship. Swordsmanship is the only way to go. But uh, we've got, you know, the classic of Giyu being a sad boy uh, for reasons that will swiftly be explained. And Tanjiro getting... Yeah, very swiftly. They will very (laughs) swiftly be explained. We'll get to that. Tanjiro also gets his latest brand new sword, which is that super ballin' sword that he found in the robot last time with the hilt from uh, Rengoku's sword recovered from the Mugen train arc. Uh I love how we get like a slight reference to the fact that they had an entire system for sword grades that just gets skimmed over because it never mattered. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There there is no uh, better example of uh, we threw some uh, lore at the fans and saw what they cared about and a whole bunch of things nobody cared about. So we're just kind of ignoring them now. Uh, the the mythology of Demon Slayer has never really been uh, the strong suit. And I, I mean that in a like a series mythology sense, like Demon Slayer is very recognizable both in characters and art style and things like that. But like there are certain series that like there there are these elements that are immediately recognizable. And Demon Slayer has tried to do things with their swords multiple times and it's never worked. But hey, at least Tanjiro's sword now has one of those uh, kanji written on it. Uh, like we've seen on uh, on the swords of the Hashira, although instead of the full phrase of destroyer of demons, he's just got slay on it, which feels like uh, which feels very mall katana. But you know what? I'm not going to argue with it. It's also got a flame <laughs> hilt. <laughs> I, I just love that this sets up that the original swordsman who created everything was just like, so demon slaying is actually really easy. You just do the best type of breathing and kill everything. So have you guys got that? And then the Hashira is training. <laughs> okay, so we overcomplicate everything and we throw fodder at the demons so they get strong off of eating weak people's souls. That's not what I said at all. <laughs> i literally said the exact opposite 300 year long game of telephone has spiraled very much out of control it feels like yes but it's okay because uh inosuke bursts through the window <laughs> god my man the, the we didn't have enough inosuke last time let's my have some inosuke true I've I've said it a few times in our many episodes on this series that this manga really this manga loves to just have a panel be a big crash or like action shot without a lot of build up to it because like Tanjiro is just 
sitting in his bed with his sword talking with Genya, who's also there recovering. And then next panel, Inosuke through a wall. As you do. Mm-hmm. But, like, they, they, they broke the 180 line. There's not even a window in the previous panel, and he went through a window. <laughs> because, Sam, despite the fact that's what the entire power system is based on in this, this manga refuses to let anything breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hate that that is the perfect criticism for the series. Got it in one, man. (laughs) Oh, Oh, anyway, this is around the time that the uh, the Hashira training begins, uh, which has everyone who is lower ranked than Hashira will train with the various um, high ranking members one after another. Each of them focusing on a particular skill. Zenitsu is... uh, initially very put off by this because the training is very difficult uh, until Tanjiro genuinely compliments him saying that uh, adapting one of your techniques allowed me to win the day in the swordsmith village so uh, thank you The tr- fighting alongside you uh, taught me in a way that was very helpful so I'm sure that training will make you even stronger Z- and- Zenitsu has decided to go full Cinderay at this point <laughs> god he, he really has <laughs> Since Tanjiro still has numerous broken bones, he doesn't get to participate in the training quite yet. Instead, he's going to go talk to Giyu. Uh, and we're, we're going to uh, speed run his backstory. Uh, it, w- it would have been nice if this had been slowly introduced diegetically instead of it being a two chapter long flashback. But uh, I guess here we are. Hey, you know what I was feeling great about? They haven't done any stupid Tanjiro good boy magic. I'm sure hoping there's no stupid Tanjiro good boy magic coming up. So so for the 10,000th time, here is the bones of a competent character arc for somebody that basically gets a speed run through uh, via flashback. And and Tanjiro just kind of standing in the background, absorbing this through his nose, I guess. The thing that's especially galling to me is that this very easily could have been implemented in a more natural way if the story ever had any amount of time to breathe for the characters. If we yeah. actually spent time with Giyu. Yeah, this could have very easily been drip fed because uh, to summarize the story. <laughs> to summarize the summary. <laughs> y'all remember Sabito, boy with the fox mask who appeared as a ghost to help train Tanjiro way back when? With uh, Not until it reminded me of him, but then yes. Yeah. Turns out that he and Giyu were uh, peers and entering the core at the same time. And they went into final selection together. And Sabito uh, was the only one in that entire class who did not pass uh, the final selection. But that's because he was such a self-sacrificing heroic badass that he personally mowed down pretty much every demon on the mountain to protect everybody until he got overwhelmed and killed. So Giyu, despite technically passing, does not consider himself to have passed because. And we learn that's why he's been such a mopey boy the entire time. We couldn't have had that, you know, drip fed to us over time. We just get that explained with words now. Imposter syndrome. I don't feel like the real water Hashira. See, (laughs) when he said it's because I never passed final selection, I was I was. 
honestly kind of excited. I'm like, oh, he's a Naruto. Naruto never beat the tuning exams, even at the end of Shippuden. So like, like that could be really interesting. But no, it's he feels he feels he failed on a technicality. I I like how the fox mask kid was told to have killed all of the demons in the exam, but then died to clearly that demon that they didn't know about who was just hiding in there, gaining power, eating children. Yeah, the big hand from the opening of the series. And I'm like, you guys really, really should have cleaned out the, the child <laughs> grinder you have. <laughs> like, like someone, some like one of the Hashira needs to go in there like every every like year or two and be like, OK, this one's a little too much. Has, no, someone, the, has a demon just been gaining power from the swarms of children we feed it? <laughs> no, the children yearn for the mountainside so they can be ground down by the demons. This is the only way. I, I, I really hope that this incompetence is building to something. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. We'll see. It legitimately might be, because in all honesty, what I expect from Demon Slayer is that this incompetence is going to be built, uh, going to have been building to something that will be explained in words via flashback over the course of two chapters that will make me say, wow, that's a really interesting idea. I wish I read a manga about that. Mm hmm. Much as I really am annoyed that they have yet again pulled this thing with Demon Slayer. Okay, there have been some cases where, like, it was a demon and this sort of thing has worked. But, like, they've done this with every kind of character at this point, and it has gotten tiresome. Uh, though, with that said, the character development that uh, Gyu does undergo at this point, where his personality does change, I do like that... He is he's very much like Tanjiro now that he is no longer a sad boy because it kind of owes to the idea of why did he give Tanjiro, you know, the, the chance in day. the first place way back at the beginning of the season, uh, way back at the beginning of the series. It's because he saw, you know, a level of himself in Tanjiro. The, the bones are here like there's good stuff here. I just wish it was you know, allowed to breathe? Nah. Nah, we can't have that. We need to have him... God, this is... I really didn't like this scene. <laughs> he goes on this mope quest where he's just like, no, I don't even deserve to live. I don't have the right. And then Tanjiro's just like, wait a second, if that guy saved your life, wouldn't he want you to live? And then Gyu's just like, Oh no, that unlocked a memory where the person who saved my life explicitly told me, don't be sad and think you don't get to live. I want you to live. My God, Tantro, such a genius. You knew a secret that even I didn't know myself. Your compassionate a... heart has once again reached out. And, and, now, and now I am cured of basically all of my sad boyness. Like, that's the thing that's galling to me. There's no, there's no like process of him getting better it just flips a switch and so, that is just lazy so there is a throwaway line where he goes why don't i remember this memory and i'm like is this gonna be stupid magic but then like why is tanjiro super good like why would tanjiro get rid of a magic block on this then and it's just like it's just dumb like i see i, I think it was supposed to be like the I block you blocked it out because of trauma and guilt and Tanjiro, mm -hmm. you know, triggered the mnemonic mm -hmm. flashback. That's what yeah. it's supposed to be. Tanjiro but... is empathetic like that. Mm -hmm. That 
on paper works, but you can't do it in one chapter in a flashback. It makes it feel so contrived and lazy because it's contrived and lazy. It doesn't even happen over the course of a chapter. It literally happens over the course of like two pages. Like, yeah. And, and again, I want to I want to stress this. The bones of this are good. This is a story arc that can work. It's uh, things like this have been done effectively. And there's some good ideas here. They are just simply I don't even want to say they're executed poorly. They're just not executed at all. This is just the Cliff Notes version of a better story. Yeah. And, you know, the idea that Giyu, the, the idea that this is just, you know, empathy helping Giyu remember something that he had repressed. It only works over the course of a very, very long time. It it does, but it's harder to swallow that when we've had like numerous moments of Tanjo Good Boy magic. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I w- I was willing. When there's to... explicit Tanjiro Good Boy magic, for example, the train the, that, mo- that moment on Mugen train that that really didn't like. Yeah. I, in the moment, I in the moment I liked it, but the longer it goes on, the more I'm inclined to agree. <laughs> the worse it gets. The the thing of like setting up mysteries. Uh, yeah, they do that again. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's it, just, hey, here are these characters that are interesting. We're not actually going to have a scene with them. We're going to have the shadow of a scene. Do you remember how a demon killed my sister? No, this is the first time you're bringing it up. Oh, no, we've already cut to a different set of people talking about a thing they're not going to fulfill. Like, <laughs> OK. Oh, and then uh, and then the real crime is. We're going to do the Hashira training now, and the Hashira training is literally going to be a page. And the thing that the thing that is particularly irritating for me is these characters, like some more than others, but a lot of these characters are really cool and fun and interesting and funny. I want to see a story with them. I don't want their existence acknowledged. I want to see an actual story with them. Tengen, the sound Hashira, Mr. Flashy from Entertainment District. I, I don't know why he got him and his wives you know those characters that we spent oh, oh, he was badly getting... injured enough he had to retire yeah, well, no, no. yeah I, I i understand that it, but what i'm saying is you know these characters we spent all this time getting to know and empathize with why do they have a page and a half cameo where where tanjiro runs up he's like hey long time no see oh you're here for training sure okay we did training bye yeah like i'd rather spend time with those characters all right, we're going to. Uh, all right, that took ten days. Now we're going to the Miss Tashira, and he's doing all his uh, training there. He does and, his bit, and then we move on. And like, oh, they're clearly saving time to go to the ones that really matter. Nope, they do this like seven times. The fact that they do it to the Snake Hashira, like, I have no confidence that he's going to be a character now because, like. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> We've never interacted with him before. He was a, a Hashira in the crowd up to this point. And now I have no faith he's going to be an actual character. I hate I hate to say it, but I, I worry that that's all he's going to be. That he's just going to be one more character for the roster that never ultimately does anything. Look, we need people for the fighting game, Jacob. What <laughs> don't you understand? Yeah, but he seems like he'd be a filthy zoner, so we don't need him for the fighting game. So I'd main him is what you say. Yeah, the other the other thing that's kind of a problem here is um, the one joke that they keep telling over and over again was really funny the first time. You're going to need to be more specific. <laughs> Donjiro's enthusiastic. Oh, God, this training is unbelievably difficult anyway. And moving mm. on. 
the fun part about that is they go up to the love Hashira and then her training is just like rhythmic gymnastics. And then she forcibly <laughs> causes you to bend in directions you don't go. <laughs> yeah. It starts off with pancakes and ends with forced stretching. <laughs> yep. Which is funny. I would have liked to have seen an entire arc of that, frankly. Yes, more opportunities for the, I don't know, the, the ballet training. <laughs> like, obviously, you'd have to have something go wrong with it. But like, really, the Love Ashra is one of the most fun characters in this series. And I worry she's going to be a background character from now on. Instead of Tanjiro's love interest, as they alluded to. Yep, good old watermelon wife. Yeah, she is top tier. Mm -hmm. Would you get a little more with the snake, Hashira? It's like you need to learn how to, you know, masterfully control your blade to get past enemy defenses. So I have tied a bunch of other trainees to the walls and we are now going to spar. Try not to hit them. This seems like a horribly inefficient way of training students, but OK. It almost seems like they exist to serve the protagonist. They were weak and they failed, so now they are level geometry. What a, what a terrible way to train people to, like, it's just, hey, here's a test that you could only pass using my exact sword style I specialize in. Do that six other times. And maybe if the uh, Hashira regularly trained their uh, apprentices, they would be better teachers. <laughs> like how at one point later, uh, one of the Hashira is explicitly called out as a <laughs> teacher. Like, that's a plot point. Yeah, it, much, it's as Mr. much as there's a plot in this arc. It's Mr. Big Strong Buddhist Man, if I remember right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh. The closest thing we get to, like, some long-lasting character conflict is uh, Tanjiro's... That doesn't get instantly resolved. It's mm -hmm. nice. Yep, Tanjiro's on his way to the next Hashira to be training with, which is uh, Wind Hashira, Mr. Angry Scarman, uh, Genya's big brother. Oh, and we we do have we do have um, a bit of uh, my preferred version of Tanjiro, uh, nice boy with a spine, because there's a bit where he's like, I uh, don't get carried away. I don't like you. That's totally fine. I don't like you either. You stabbed Nezuko. <laughs> All with that same insipid little grin on his face. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm aware you don't like me. I'm OK with that. We're going to move on. <laughs> Yeah, this, this is honestly the best part because, you know, it's actually like delved into and and time is spent on it. Like, that's a thing in this. Somehow. Like, not much, but a little. So his training is just constant sparring all the time. And I, I swear it's just because this guy doesn't actually give a shit about like anything other than he's gotten major anger problems and needs to beat somebody up constantly to try and vent his frustration the bakugo treatment going on he does also have blonde spiky hair bakugo yeah. has other personality traits than oh my god bakugo is more okay i like bakugo but like he is not the deepest most layered character in the world it's his simplicity that makes him work Bakugo is more complex than this guy. <laughs> the Wind Hashira exists for angry violence. That is the only thing he does. And you see, here's the thing about that, too. 
That has the potential to be a really interesting arc with Tanjiro because he's a person that Tanjiro can't talk to. Like, no matter how much Tanjiro tries to talk to this guy, that's not going to work with him because of the way that his mind works. So, like, him having to, like... I'm okay with Tanjiro good boying everybody better. Like, I like that kind of character. I like the empathetic character who's able to help people. But, like, this would be a, a difficult process that he'd have to come at from a new angle instead of just smelling the soul or something. I don't know how he works anymore. And, like, <laughs> it, it starts, you know. I, I hope that this gets uh, brought up again because the, the big thing is... Um, uh the uh when hashira is uh basically flown into a complete rage and is uh probably gonna kill his brother yeah because yeah. genya genya mentions that he has been uh consuming demon flesh in order to make up for his uh lack of uh ninjutsu i mean lack of breathing techniques uh and it basically just turns into a brawl <laughs> a major brawl because the wind hashira He's he can't kill Genya, but he can maim him to the point where he can't participate in missions anymore. And like, how how much is that a brother doesn't want to see a younger brother, you know, die violently and how, or versus how much of it is he's just a psycho and like it's because he's just a psycho. It is 100 percent just because he's a psycho. <laughs> Well, I, that's that's what we see in the story, because like there there's just nothing beneath the surface with this guy. But like, in all honesty, baiting and switching, making it seem like there was more to him and then realizing, no, he's just crazy, especially with the protagonist that Tanjiro is, could have been a really interesting story. And I kind of hope we come back here and get to see that story there. there there's a lot there to delve into. I do like how Tanjiro de-escalates this fight, though, because he essentially just goes like, hold up. No, you said he's not your brother, so this isn't your problem to deal with. You don't get to have it both ways. And he's just like, fine, I'm going to go be angry at a corner. You already did the whole I have no younger brother thing, so. So you can't be disappointed in his inadequacies or whatever. And that is enough to essentially... Have word from on high come down to make it that uh, Tanjiro is not Tanjiro and the Wind Hashira have a restraining order on each other. <laughs> wow, management actually did something for once. Holy shit. I can barely believe it. But uh, up next is the longest of the training segments in our reading, which is the time with uh, the Stone Hashira, the powerful strength training of buddhism i guess so let's take a quick break and then we will uh come back to this center archie center archie <sighs> the, the pacing has been so breakneck I, I need a moment <laughs> And welcome back to the show, folks, where last we left our aspiring Hashira. Oh, I, I suppose that's what we're going for. Uh, well, at least one of them. I, yeah. I think it's just training. The Hashira are just training people. They're not training to be Hashira. Eh, 
and well, Tanjiro uh, wants to be. Tanjiro, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tanjiro is already stronger than the Hashira. I'm sure that's going to be confirmed in a second. Like, <laughs> you have been stronger than us all along because magic. You must go back to your home planet, Tanjiro, the planet of good boy niceness. <gasps> <gasps> My dad was an alien. <laughs> That explains how he's getting all the Zenkai boosts. That's why he died, Tanjiro. He couldn't breathe Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> he, he's been the most powerful all along because of magic or bloodlines or magic bloodlines. Also, the fact that you can smell people's sadness. that That's aliens. You've got alien nose. You got that from your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you that, you got that alien nose. Zenitsu in an Osuke's thing that hasn't come up in 30,000 chapters. That's normal. <laughs> you mean an Osuke's thing where he can rearrange his organs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. All of them? Well, this has gone off the rails rather quickly. We came back from the break trying to be more positive, and now here we are. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we get for being positive. Uh, anyway, I like the Stone Hashira. He's an interesting fella. He is uh the, he's the guy who's always got his hands in the prayer position, always doing his Namu Amida Butsus. And his entire training philosophy is screw everything else, core, lower body. That's all we're doing. Never skip leg day. Never ever skip leg day. If you've got the strongest legs, then you can uh beat up the most dudes. And uh He's got his acolytes training under a uh, frigid mountain waterfall, <laughs> you know, the classic of the meditating under the waterfall. I just love, you know, Skay there <laughs> with his boar helmet, <laughs> placidly not reacting to this. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, the stone Hashira himself has a like a trio of massive logs also tied down with stones on his shoulders as he's maintaining horse pose over a fire. With true focus, even fire is not hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like I like how the logs are uh, uh, are specifically noted as, quote, thick, thick. <laughs> and some thick logs. The stone Hashira, master of thick logs. Indeed. <laughs> But his training is threefold. You must stay under the waterfall for uh, half an hour, then carry the logs, and then push the uh, a massive freaking boulder like uh, the 100 meters or so. Demon Slayer Corps does love their training with big boulders. Yeah, I was about to say, the fact that the boulder part of this training stops him a lot, and like, it feels like they're kind of going back to the well a little. Mm. With the whole needing to cut the boulder <laughs> thing from... Uh, training under Orokodaki. I'm also going to be a little honest here. I The explanation for this training kind of got lost on me. So, like, it, essentially, Tanjiro is not making any progress. He can't push the boulder. And then uh, Genya comes over and is just like, it's all about repetition and chanting mantras and stuff. And then Tanjiro is just like, ah, yes, repetition. First, I remember my family, how much I love them. And then I remember how much I hate demons. And then I push with all the force in my body and then the boulder pushes and I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. I, is it that what he's doing is he's like taking two steps to like emotionally fulfill himself and then just exerts physically completely and then keeps repeating that process so that every single like push he's pushing with 
all his body yeah, entirely with 110 percent because you see with more pings more reloads more reloads more pings more pings more dopamine and it makes the loop tighter so it, it it's like that one russian badger meme except in this case it's more adrenaline from remembering your family's your reason for fighting yeah it to some extent Again, this is the problem of being rushed because I get where they're going with this. It's the it's the same kind of concept as the breathing techniques in general, where it's. Um, have you tried breathing all the time? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why you, didn't I just do that? Have you have you tried breathing harder? But, yeah, no, it's, it's, have you tried being super saiyan all the time? <laughs> You're right. That does make sense. I'm going to go have sex with my wife. <laughs> Well, that did canonically happen then. <laughs> Guys, I need help with my hot Asian wife. <laughs> uh, but yeah, me meanwhile, in this manga, Tanjiro and Inosuke are able to actually move the boulder. At least this time, the backstory flashback was more than two pages. This one was better. If this was if this was an outlier, I wouldn't have a problem with it. It's the fact that this is the norm. That's mm -hmm. the issue, really, because this is honestly a good backstory. This works. Yeah, because the stone Hashira uh, had before he became a demon slayer, he had been uh, working as the priest at a temple. Then he took in, you know, orphans to care for them. Uh, and then, you know, one day one of the kids hadn't, you know, obeyed the curfew, gone out after dark, been confronted by a demon and in a selfish attempt to save himself, sold out the temple uh, and let the demon inside. Demon goes on killing spree. The fervor of uh, trying to protect his charges overwhelms the guy who would become the stone hunter. I don't remember his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot of a lot of the names are uh, there. There are a lot of characters that don't do a lot in Demon Slayer, I hate to say. And with his bare fists, he smashed in the demon's head and he kept doing it through the demon's regeneration all night until the sun rose and burned it to dust. And uh, unfortunately, the uh, the only surviving child, the trauma caused her to give a bad witness statement. Plus, also because demons aren't publicly known, even if she had explained what had happened, no one would have believed her. And we've got a whole bunch of dead children, a man covered in a lot of blood and the demon corpses dissolved to dust. So he was uh, arrested and, and put on death row, essentially, until the Demon Slayer Corps showed up and said, hey. We're an extrajudicial military that fights monsters. You're coming with us. I, I can only assume he broke him out of prison, too, because <laughs> yeah, they explicitly don't work with the government, I thought. <laughs> well, he's wealthy, though, is the thing. I assume he bought uh, the stone, the soon to be stone Hashira out of prison. This experience left him very jaded and cynical. Yeah, I, I really actually liked the um, interaction between Tanjiro and uh, the Stone Hashira in this one for a couple of reasons. Uh, for a start, um, the Stone Hashira doesn't really change. And I think that's kind of important because like part of the reason why Tanjiro's like good boy energy is starting to get grating for everybody, even the people with high tolerance for it, is because there's so many of these broken people who, you know, it, if Tanjiro just smells your sadness, you can stop being sad now. Uh, so the fact that you have someone who's been through some serious trauma and has already kind of worked through it, um, and this is really more a test of uh, Tanjiro's character, is a welcome change of pace. 
And then also, I really like the idea of uh, the Stone Hasher was complimenting Tanjiro on his good decision making. And it's such a good boy thing for Tanjiro to do. He says, no, I actually made a mistake. And it was everyone else around me who helped that not make it make the situation worse. And I promise to be better because I realize I, you know, I should have been more decisive, whatever the decision would have been. That honesty being something that um, for a very cynical individual, like not necessarily whether or not he agrees with, you know, Tanjiro that Nezuko should be preserved or not. But like you were you spoke actual truth when it would have cost you nothing to, you know, fib for my sake, if nothing else. So it's a good interaction, uh, reinforcing mm -hmm. Tanjiro's character in, you know, a positive way that's, like, interesting. Indeed. But uh, one of the things that we hadn't been mentioning is that during the training with the Stone Hashira, and when Genya and Tanjiro had been having their conversations concerning repetitive action to deepen concentration, you know, like, that's why uh, the Hashira is constantly doing the Namu Amida Butsus. Um, they had been getting spied on by a demon who is not very good at hiding. I understand they needed to be on panel for the reader, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> a giant, gooey, eyeball tentacle monster. I mean, to be fair, the Stone Hashira is blind, but that doesn't excuse everyone else being an idiot. Mm -hmm. Yep, one of the demon moons had been tracking down and uh cataloging the locations of the demon slayer core members but had not been able to locate um nesico so they're tracking all of the uh demon slayer core members and looking for nesico uh we do get a brief thing with uh your zappy boy zenitsu who has been vociferously complaining about everything that had been going on <laughs> well l l lest we not forget zenitsu isn't really here by choice mm -hmm. uh so it's a it's a bit of an interesting turn when uh uh suddenly he seems uh, particularly uh invested in the uh training we we do get some bits of he's feeling inadequate because tanjiro and anosuke are uh leaving him behind a bit since they were able to move the boulder so mm-hmm and he had received a letter from his sparrow that is not expounded upon. But uh, after reading the letter, he goes and sits atop the boulder in a meditative pose, talking only about what must be done. Yay, yeah. setting up more mysteries. This had damn well better be in the next arc. Zenitsu, are you OK? I am doing what needs to be done. So will you, Tanjiro. OK. You don't know the secrets I have learned off panel, Tanjiro. <laughs> I am a different man entirely. <laughs> Your sister will be a beautiful bride. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, well, they all look like different men because uh, one thing that I couldn't help but notice is in this arc, boy, they are ripped. I like that. They're yoked. I, I also got so confused because at one point they say that the Stone Hosher is trading is not mandatory and you can leave at any point he's not going to force you to do it and then they say zenitsu left and i'm like oh what <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes back like this and i'm like what i th i think it, again a victim of the breakneck pacing i think it was supposed to be zenitsu was beginning to give up and then the letter came and he you know returned with this strange new resolve yeah they just say the blonde one left 
Mm-hmm. And like the blonde one can only be Zenitsu. And like the three people they show leaving, one of them has something that looks vaguely like Zenitsu's hair. Yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't really matter because Zenitsu is there <laughs> as a completely different character. I hope he does something cool at some point. Me too. Please be setting up Zenitsu doing something cool in the next arc. That's that's really what needs to happen. But uh, we need to demonstrate Tanjiro's growth as a uh, fighter in a non-direct combat way. So he stumbles upon uh, Giyu and the Wind Hashira sparring. And despite, uh, hi, hi, they're so fast, he's able to track their movements. So standard Shonen stuff. Yeah, this, this struck me as going like, oh, wait, we haven't drawn cool sword combat in a while. Uh, throw this in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, to some extent, that's actually kind of how it works in universe, too. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to be like sword training. Yes. Right. OK, here, splash panels of cool techniques. Sword fighting. Yeah. Some more character bits of uh, Gyu and Tanjiro uh, <laughs> just basically being bros, which I enjoyed that. <laughs> I like spending time with these characters. I'd like to do it more. I like how they have an entire bit going on here where the wind Hashira is just like, I'm grumpy. And then Tanjiro's just like, you look like you want some candy. I heard you talking about candy earlier and you smell like candy. I bet you like candy. I don't like candy. It's just really good. I think next time I meet him, I'm going to bring some candy. And then uh, Gyu's just like, I should also bring some candy. That would be a good idea. And then the narrator pops up and is like, that would not be a good idea, guys. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, wow. Way to undercut your joke here, bud. Like, <sighs> Narration box, son, you bastard, ruining everything. There has not been a single time the narration box has actually been needed. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, we do actually get a bit of plot progression out of the wind here because as he is storming off as he's wont to do uh he notices a sound and goes and snatches at it finding rather grossly an eyeball severed from everything else just kind of lurking there in the compound and we have our big dramatic uh cliffhanger for our reading because as the master is lying bedridden uh, wrapped in bandages who should happen to walk up to his door looking dapper as hell but evil michael jackson keep it suji moves on it's a very nice looking suit mm-hmm. <laughs> really do be and that's where we ended the reading a hell of a cliffhanger big bad and the big good uh, it's really leader. stretching for that one uh, a protagonist leader uh are now face to heavily bandaged face which also means muzan is in proximity of nezuko so uh surely a big climactic fight is just around the corner it was really nice of muzan to basically just take half most of the month off before starting this arc (laughs) (laughs) look everybody needs a sabbatical even a bloodthirsty genocidal murder demon Look, it's been the same thing i've said every time with muzan is why doesn't he just do the things he wants to do and He's a coward, but now he's not a coward. So, yeah, it's pretty brave to walk into the uh, into the inner sanctum of your enemy. I mean, if I'm being generous, that probably implies that this sort of out of character boldness means that he's got something he considers to be an unbeatable trump card. Probably 
probably having Nezuko's location on lockdown to send a strike force of demon moons to go capture her so he can eat her heart or something. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I think the problem is there's been so many cases of uh, setting up for mysterious thing. It kind of takes away a little bit of the a little bit of the motivation and sting of it. Indeed. But uh, that brings us to the end of our reading. So favorite character and favorite. We didn't have a lot of fights. So uh, favorite fight or favorite Hashira training for this particular reading. I think I, re- I did really like the stone Hashira. Actually, I'd been curious about him for a while because, you know, in a in a band of violent anime weirdos, just the guy who's constantly crying seat uh, is stand out enough to be interesting even in a quirky miniboss squad like the Hashiras. So getting to know more about him and it being a pretty decent backstory was uh, enjoyable. And his training was the one that actually felt the most like a training arc. So I guess by... Uh, <laughs> there is that. And, and Giyu versus the Wind Hashira was cool because, hey, the most visually impressive part about this is the sword fights and we got one. So bully for that. Uh, Matt, how about you? Um... Uh, favorite character. Let's go with Zenitsu for the beginning where he was allowed to talk and also constantly wanting to quit, which is fun. And then whatever the nonsense that happened with him at the end, he he had a fun journey. That was cool. And uh, favorite Hashira training. I got to go with love Hashira just because it was a fun breakneck pace of, hey, you want to eat some pancakes with honey? You want to do some aerobic exercises? And now I'm going to physically destroy you. <laughs> and then I'm going to send a letter to the next Hashira going like, you had so much fun training with me that he made his training like doubly hard because he hated him so much for slapping. <laughs> Alrighty. And uh, Jay, how about you? I, I, is this is odd for me because I always am able to pull one ahead, but I really don't feel in this chunk of reading that I had a favorite character. Um, and I say that just because, I don't know, no one really, aside from the interesting slant on their various struggles and various quarrels, like there wasn't a character that particularly stuck out as a, I guess, me- most memorable archetype for this for this chunk of reading. Um, as far as favorite fight, the most entertaining, I would have to say... Um, fight between Sinemi and his and his brother, I guess, just because I don't know, sibling rivalry personified, I guess, was interesting to see played out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, sibling rivalry bordering, not even bordering on sibling rivalry escalating into domestic abuse, <laughs> domestic abuse, but also like life and death implicate, like serious life or life and death implications, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. And Jacob, favorite character, favorite fight stroke training. Favorite character. Um, <clears throat> I want to do my normal thing of picking multiple characters and say the love Hashira and Giyu. But honestly, the way that Giyu's backstory was introduced was so galling. I can't even do that much. I really liked the bit in the beginning um, with the love Hashira and, you know, she's quirky she's fun her training was hilarious you know like i i just enjoy that character so much watermelon waifu on page just 
makes mm-hmm. me happy. So everybody loves the watermelon wife. And then uh, favorite training. I actually really liked the sound Hashira one almost entirely because it didn't get instantly resolved. The fact that Tanjiro made some level of progress, but at the same time also was very much, you know, treading water with, uh, you know, trying to resolve that whole domestic over there. Um, Mm. It felt it it felt like real conflict. It felt like, um, you know, a a strong character moment for, uh, you know, Tanjiro. And it had that element of I like that Tanjiro is a kind, polite, good boy, but he has a spine and is willing to tell you that, no, you're out of line and I don't like you. Um, You know, granted, it was just, you know, a a glimpse of it, but I'll take what I can get. (laughs) All righty. Uh, so predictions going forward on the plot. Uh, I mean, this was, as we said multiple times, this arc was a uh, massive mix of various setups. Uh, so I feel like we are a pro- approaching a climax. Muzan's appearance in front of the Master of the Demon Slayer Corps is just indicative of a climactic final boss fight. So it really feels like we are uh, rapidly approaching the end of the story. I think that uh, Muzan is going to be fought with massive losses, but uh, our heroes will win the day. Because frankly, I I would not buy any fake out deaths after the entertainment district. (laughs) Oh, the trust that that lost. mm. (laughs) So I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark here. Um, I think what I'm going to say about the weird marks going on is I think what the revelation there is that is that mark like uses up your remaining life force to make you stronger. And that's why he said it's already too late for you, Hashira. And the rest of the Hashira are basically told that if you get the mark, that's you signing up for death for short term power boost. Mm. And there's going to be some nonsense about the head of the Demon Slayer core has been using his life force to keep them alive or something. That's why they healed so quick or whatever. And that's why his condition immediately dipped when everyone else was getting better. I actually had an initial similar uh, take of the mark because it's like, here's the big dramatic reveal about the mark. It kills you, obviously. But something did occur to me. Mm-hmm. There's the whole thing about the guy who might be Tanjiro's dad seems to be in Muzan's crew. The mark might turn you into a demon hmm. or something similar at the very least. Like it burns away your humanity. Yeah, actually burning away humanity uh, because it's like that. That wouldn't make you a demon per se, but it would make you like them. Mm -hmm. So there that was sort of the thought I had. Um, And and it is interesting that like, you know, back at the start when this was more, you know, using techniques to fight the unstoppable foe. Uh, a lot of the breathing techniques were uh, were described as, you know, trying to emulate or mimic the raw power of a demon. This is the uh, ultimate extent Faustian bargain, which it probably also kills you uh, or it probably mm-hmm. either kills you or makes you immortal. Because, again, there was that character who seemed to have the mark and also looked like the flashback Tanjiro dad character. Well, Tanjiro's dad or Tanjiro's ancestor, because those are people who confusingly look similar. Yeah, Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. I think they might be the same person made immortal by the mark. Not quite human anymore. 
Oh, so it's just Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I could honestly, I could, I could see something along those lines. Yeah. Wow, I hadn't thought about that. Oh, that's also why Nezuko is able to not be demonified because she's got that that Full Metal Alchemist blood. <laughs> she and, she's got that Xerxes blood. <laughs> and any justification for why Nezuko's different and the rules don't apply to her would be great. Like, <laughs> yeah, because currently it's just Tanjiro was such a good boy he didn't think demons needed to die, and turns out he was right as long as they haven't killed anybody yet. Yeah, Nezuko doesn't need to consume human flesh and blood. She is now. Uh, unaffected by the sun she's basically breaking all the demon rules so yeah and uh would you continue reading uh i'm not gonna lie uh i was pretty unimpressed with this arc as if the episode hadn't made that abundantly clear uh i i am i have been sufficiently cliffhangered by the end with muzan appearing that i would uh continue on a little further just to see what happens with that but my attention can't be kept for long without something very impressive happening (laughs) uh how about you jake um so for all the complaining i did they're complaints from a place of love and my big like my big gripe is that demon slayer started off as a rather interesting new kind of shonen that is sort of dipped into the comfort area of shonen and I like the comfort area of Shonen. So like even even as it's doing things that frustrate me, if if not for the breakneck pace, like it's the pace that is the the thing that is um, like pushing me away from the series the most. I would continue reading because this is my trash, but I used to continue reading because it was a unique, interesting story. And I think that that it's really worth noting that change. It's not a good one. And uh hmm. I I guess that's the uh, long and short of it. Uh, Jay, how about you? So I have to be honest. So I actually did this. And this kind of falls into um, why I didn't contribute to plot predictions, because I did kind of read a little bit ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Fair enough. So um, but kind of also bleeds into I, I I would definitely continue reading. I absolutely would. Oh, it gets better? We'll have to find out. The silence is deafening. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to say yes. I needed you to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, how about you? Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I think I went off last time saying that I really didn't like the big reveal with Nezuko. <laughs> And Mm -hmm. like, I I felt like it kind of just threw away a lot of the interesting things I liked about the series. And I'd I'd already been on the downside for a while with this show. I don't think listeners are surprised by that. But this, if there had just been one or two of like their big mid-chapter cliffhanger, like what's going on with this, I'd be like, okay. But they did like seven of them in this. And I just like, it felt pandering. To the point that I I really don't have any faith that any of these are going to be fulfilled in like a meaningful way. So I I really could care less to continue reading. Like I if I was just reading this on my own, I would have dropped it at the end of the last arc. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. All right. And thank you, everybody, once again, for tuning in to the OverMangaCast. As always, you can find us on all of your social medias where we are at OverMangaCast.
Uh, you can also find us on YouTube where you can like, comment, and subscribe. The episodes are on a two-week delay there. We're not going at a breakneck pace when it comes to our uploads, but you can find everything up to date on overmangacast.com, uh, and that also has a place where you can uh, comment on episodes, give us recommendations, uh, tell us that the uh, that Demon Slayer gets better, please. Fingers crossed. Yeah, and also if you'd like to recommend us something that's actually good, uh, you can reach out uh, overmangacast at gmail.com. We love recommendations. We are getting quite a lot of them lately, actually, so that's great. Um, and, you know, just give us some reviews or say you like the podcast. We love hearing from you, and it's always good to have moments of light in the darkness that is reading more Demon Slayer. <laughs> And make sure to tune in next week where we are going to be uh, heading into a new series. We're going to be reading Agent chapters 1 through 12. So if you're keeping up with the show, read that and we will see you all next Thursday. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Okay, they're gone. We're not doing another episode of Demon Slayer. This was a piece of shit. And the next arc is like 50 chapters long. Like, how are we doing that? Matt, the SEO demands it. I just, it's 50 chapters long. Are we doing a four hour episode of something we hate? Like, Look, we're, not, maintain... we're not doing, we're not doing another Yu-Gi-Oh episode. So really just <laughs> maintain your breathing technique, Matt. <sighs> Cut.